Welcome into another edition of the Windy City Chronicle podcast. I am your host, Thomas Gibbons, and today we'll be focusing on the Chicago Blackhawks. The Blackhawks have the number three pick in this year's NHL entry draft. The NHL draft combine was this past weekend in Buffalo. We heard from Mark Kelly, VP of Amateur Scouting. Um, We heard from the prospects themselves, and we learned that the Blackhawks have narrowed their list down to six players for the number three pick in this year's draft. Who are those six players, you might ask? Well, from me personally, and um, just a lot of writers out there, you know, putting out their predictions, I think it's pretty safe to say who who these six guys are, knowing that Hughes and Kaku will be off the board in the first two picks, barring you know, some some weird events or, you know, someone trading up, but I don't um, see that happening. I think those are the two best players in this draft, and they'll go 1-2 respectively. So who are these six players, you might ask? Um, I think it's pretty clear. Um, Alex Dracotti, Bowen Byram, Trevor Zegras, Cole Caulfield, Dylan Cozens, and then number six has been uh, a toss-up, Kirby Doc or Vasily Poltskin from... Russia. Um, that's a loaded list. A lot of these guys have, you know, something to bring to the table. And to point out, there is a couple guys on here from the USA team. USA has a lot of prospects in these draft. Um, we know Hughes, of course, um, Caulfield, Seagrass, Turcati, uh, Matthew Boldy. So there's a nice list of Americans and the USA team. The development program has been pumping out a lot of prospects in the past couple of years, and it's it's exciting to see all these U.S. born all these U.S. born players, and you know there's always a good amount you know from the Chicago Illinois area. So who might the Blackhawks levitate to? Um, I think we're going to spend most of the show talking about that. Um, number three is not where they expected to be. The Blackhawks made the jump on lottery night. And the smile of Stan Bowman really said it all. You know, this was going to be a big offseason for the Hawks, um, really no matter where they picked. But now that they can get number three, they can get one of the best players in the draft, along with a bountiful amount of cap space this summer, and really work on their retool and getting back in contention. You know, missing the playoffs the past two straight seasons is not what the Blackhawks are all about. You know, us as fans, we're used to winning. We got, you know, we had three cups um, in, you know, 2010, 13, and 15, and it was, you know, some of the most fun I've had watching hockey. I mean, it was just some of the best postseason runs, you know, in history, and, you know, we all enjoyed um, the glory, the winning, and, you know, the raising of the cup. And we want to get back there, you know, as soon as possible. Speaking from a fan perspective, it's, you know, it, it hurts with these past months you're not having playoff hockey. You know, you miss staying up till 11, 30, 12 at night and watching overtime and double overtime. And, you know, if you know if you got caught, you know, where the Hawks are playing like Anaheim or San Jose out there on the, on the West Coast, you know, you're, you could be up till 12, 31 o'clock. We've all been there. We've all enjoyed it. And, you know, we want to get back there. And, you know, the Hawks, again, made, made some major changes last year. They got rid of Joel Quenville, brought in Jeremy Carlton from their AHL affiliate, the Rockford Ice Hogs. They changed the system up. Um, 
and there was some rough patches last year, and, you know, they put themselves in contention for the wildcard spot and fell short. Um, there was a lot of things that led up to that, you know, losing two bad teams, like dropping, you know, games down the stretch to the Canes or, you know, not winning, you know, really not grinding out games. And, and it showed that there's, you know, a lack of talent, um, especially on, um, on defense. Um, Keith and Seabrook have, have begun to show their age, uh, mainly Seabrook. If you look at the advanced analytics for Keith last year, actually, he actually did pretty well. So, again, they got to fix the holes on defense. They could use another top six forward. And the hope is to get that in free agency. And then the hope for the draft is, I think, to draft another center. The Blackhawks could use more help down the middle um, behind Taze and Strom. You know, looking at their prospect depth right now, um, you know, one of the guys they got in the Ryan Hartman trade, Victor Edsel, has decided to go back to Europe. So that was um, something the Blackhawks were not expecting, actually. Um, he, you know, he came alive last year in the Calder Cup playoffs for the Rockford Icehogs, and then everyone thought he was taking a step in the right direction. And then this year, he kind of fell off the map a little bit. Um, so not, you know, not something that you want to see from the Blackhawks or from the fan perspective for, you know, a prospect to, you know, pack his bags and leave. Um, the Blackhawks are not, were not ready to give up on him. Um, they still aren't. Um, he was, again, one of their probably, you know, top center prospects in the system. And he was going to get another shot out of camp this year. Um, looking at other guys in the system, um, Philip Kucherev, uh, Evan Barat from Penn State, uh, Jake Wies. So those, you know, those are the other guys, along with guys who have already, you know, made it into the league. Uh, camp, David Camp was solid for the Hawks last season. I think he'll be back with the team this year. Um, provides provide some depth. Um, I don't, you know, he's nothing more than a third or fourth line center. Could hold down the fort on the fourth line, especially if the Blackhawks go out and make a move for, you know, a Kevin Hayes or some sort to fill in uh, for the third line center. Um, even if, you know, if they do move Artem Anisimov, um, his no trade, his modified no trade clause has expired. So I think the Blackhawks would be smart to look for options there, knowing they can get younger at the position, and knowing that if they do draft a center, that he's going to be up here. You know, maybe he's going to be up here in one or two years. And Isimov has two year two years left on the deal, but the cap hit it, the cap hit is pretty significant for his age and um, production. So it'd be it would be wise for the Blackhawks to move him and see what they could get for him knowing that there's other guys out there that they can bring in to improve the roster age-wise and skill-wise. Um, so going back to the prospects, like I said, the Blackhawks could benefit, you know, could benefit highly from drafting a center in this draft and, you know, putting him behind Taze and Strom, and then eventually, you know, maybe this guy becomes your number one center and you can take some load off of Taze because, you know, he's not getting any younger. I know last year was a very good season, a career season for Jonathan Taze. So that is a good sign for Hawks fans in the front office, knowing that Taze and Kane had great seasons last year, and hopefully that can carry over as they try and get back in contention. Um, so looking at the centers um, from the six guys that are probably on the Blackhawks list, you know you got uh, Alex Turcati, you have Trevor Zegras, Dylan Cosens, and Kirby Doc. So those are your centers. Um, when I first started looking at NHL prospects. Um, 
when the Blackhawks landed the third pick, you know, I immediately, you know, levitated to a guy like Cousins. You know, he's got the size. He's got a 200-foot game. He's got a nice shot. Um, he skates well. And you can say, you know, good shot and skates well for a lot of these prospects. But I mainly, when I want to look at, you know, center, or really a hockey player in general, um, I tend to levitate toward the size. He's got, he's 6'3", um, again, 200-foot player, and he really improved um, in his time in the Western Hockey League. Um, over the past two seasons, he improved from one to the next, and you know he's put himself in the conversation for the best, um, for the number three pick. Really, I think right out of the gates, it seemed that he was a favorite among a lot. Um, I liked him a lot right away, and then you know I started watching more on Tricotti and Zegras and and Doc. So it, it I mean for me personally, it is really hard. To, for me to pick a guy that I want the Blackhawks to draft. Again, this list of six players is, they're all good. They're, they all could really help the Hawks. And, you know, they, hopefully, you know, they all turn out to be impact players. But, you know, it's, it's still hard for me to choose who I want. Um, I, I really am, you know, leaning toward, you know, a center, just knowing that, you know, you can have Possibly, you know, next year or the year after, you know, you got Taze and Strom, and then you can add a guy like Cozens or Doc, and then if you're lucky enough to sign Kevin Hay, uh, to sign Kevin Hayes, I mean, that's a pretty, you know, pretty strong up the middle group with Taze, Strom, Hayes, and you know, say Cozens, um, and that's you know a formula to winning when you can add when you have guys on the wings like Patrick Kane and and DeBrincat and you know, guys like that, and maybe you add another top six forward like, you know, like a like a Dezingle type, or you go out and you, uh, you trade for another top six forward, whatever it is. If you can have the, you know, have a strong up-the-middle guys who, you know, can win more than half of their face-offs and can be 200-feet players and can be on the power play and be on the penalty kill and do it all, then that's really a formula to winning and something that would be a formula to winning for years to come if the Blackhawks can really solidify that middle, um, especially getting younger. You know, Strom, you know, having Strom and Cozens as part of your future up the middle, you know, two um, above-average players, you know, could they be elite players? Sure. And that, you know, that would be great, especially with Taze reaching up there in age, and we don't know how much longer he's got left at an elite level. So it would be smart to invest in the center position, I think. And I think there's plenty of guys in Turcotti, Cousins, and Doc, where you got three high-caliber centers, 200-foot players. Um, so, that, I mean, that's, that's, right, that's a tough decision right off the bat. And the other tough decision really is, do the Blackhawks draft another defenseman in Bowen Byram? I know the Blackhawks are loaded right now with defensive prospects. Um, Yoki Haru... Uh, Dennis Gilbert, Boquist, Badoon, Kreis, Mitchell. I mean, the, they have a good amount of defensive prospects where the next, you know, one, two, three years, we're going to see these guys coming up and hopefully solidify a spot on the roster because the Blackhawks have heavily invested in, in defensive prospects. But Byram's a little different. Um, you know, people believe that he can be, you know, whoever drafts him, he'll become, he'll, you know, he'll automatically be the number one defenseman in the system and has the capabilities to be your number one defenseman in the National Hockey League for, you know, the next, for the next decade. You know, could he be, you know, could he be the Blackhawks' new Keith? I mean, you're hoping that Yogi Haru 
Um, can you know after his time last year in the NHL, which was positive, and then he went down to the he went down to the minors and worked on his game there. You hope that he becomes a full time player this year. Um, you know, would that you know the the thought of having Byram and then also having a, a Yoki Haru who's really beco- who becomes a solid player for you. Hopefully, he can be a top four guy. And then you know you have Bolquist and Mitchell and Cries. You know, you're not going to win with all young defensemen, but you're hoping that you can get, you know, two or three guys to mix in with veterans and, you know, the future would be your young players once, you know, they mature in the league. So the thought of adding Bowen Byram to the Blackhawks' defensive um, prospect pipeline and the thought that he could, again, be ready to play in one or two years um, would be ideal. And I think that's Again, this is probably the debate that the Blackhawks are having every day. I mean, do we draft a center? Do we get an, you know, is he is he our biggest need? Do we go after Byram? Because this could be um, a generational talent who could really become our number one prospect in the system and really, you know, really put us in a great path moving forward. Um, and that's, and then, you know, it, that just becomes the that becomes the hard part for me. You know, you have, you can you know you can never have enough scores. Of course, you know you always need enough scores. But you know if you can really get a solid group of five, six, seven defensive prospects that you can you know bring up um, steadily and you know really find out who works. And you hope that you hit on three or four of them. I mean that'd be that'd be huge. And I think. Um, you know, if the Blackhawks drafted Byram, you know, I don't think I'd be upset. You know, I've watched him at 18 years old. He's done amazing things in the Western Hockey League. Um, you know, his his stick skills, his his puck control, his um, you know, not only his you know offensive abilities as defensemen are transitioning more to this offensive-minded game, but his defensive abilities are just as good as his offense. So, again, I wouldn't be upset if we went that route, knowing that the Blackhawks believe that this guy can be maybe a future number one for them. And it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be dumb for the Blackhawks to draft, to draft another defenseman, knowing that, you know, they're in, a, they're in a rough patch right now with Keith and Seabrook under contract. And, you know, they've been, their defense has been the weakest link. Um, so, again, it wouldn't be, it, you know, it'd be smart to heavily invest in defense because you need to fix that and you want to find a solution. And you believe guys like Yoki Haru and Mitchell and Bolquist and maybe Byram can be that solution. So, I mean, again, it's a tough spot. I mean, his, you know, he, Byram, thinks that he can make the jump along with a lot of these other prospects. You know, some guys are going away to school, but these guys, the guys going away to school could be one and dones. And, you know, Byram at 18 years old, you know, if he believes he can make the jump right away and that, you know, that'd be, That'd be something for him to come into the league next year and crack the lineup, and you know, uh, you know, who knows what his potential could be. We saw um, Rasmus Dahlin crack into the league this year with the Buff with uh, with Buffalo, and you know, he did a pretty he did a pretty solid job. And I think, you know, you know, these top prospects they're just they're they're different talents. You know, they're just they're sensational players who the top of this draft board, we could see, you know, we could possibly see one, one, two, and three, one, two, and three break into the league next year. And I think that's even better for the Hawks. If you can get a guy who's that skilled and that talented with, you know, a high ceiling can crack into the league and 
and be effective. You know, there's going to be bumps in the road, but if he can break into the league and you know, be, you know, make some impact right away, that's even better. Knowing that you know you got him at 18, and his, you know the sky's the limit. Um, moving on to other prospects, you know, there's guys like Trevor Zegras from from the USA, Cole Caulfield, who had. Um, 72 goals last last season in 64 games. So like right away that bumps out, you know, that pops out and you're like, oh, I want that guy. You know, he's a, he's a he's a goal scorer. I mean, why not? Why would you pass on a guy like that? Um, of course, like a lot of wins now in the draft. He's a tiny guy. He's five seven. Um, so you know he's the, he's like you know a Kane and cat type. But you can never have enough goal scorers, and you know adding a guy like him. You know, again, um, I don't know if I could really complain about any of these guys. I think I'd be happy with all these guys knowing that they're some of the top prospects in the draft and they all have something special about them. Um, and it's a good problem to have when you got a lot of these guys um, on your list. And it's it's going to be a tough decision for the Blackhawks. I mean, it really is. It's a tough decision for me sitting here thinking, who do I want? Um, I've From day one, I've liked Cozens. So I wouldn't, you know, be upset if they drafted him. Of course, I'd be probably I'd be, I'd be ecstatic if they got him. Um, if they got Byram, you know, you know, so be it. You know, I think drafting a forward would be the um, the safe move. But you know, if you want to really, again, if you want to keep bolstering your defensive pipeline, then going after Byram would be, you know, the best bet. He's the top defensive prospect in this draft. And again, if he makes that jump next year, um, watch out. I think he could, you know, I think he's got, he's something special. And he, I think he could really, um, and I think he could make the jump. I mean, some people are going to say no. Some people are going to say yes. You know, for for goal scorers like, you know, DeBrincat and Kane, you know, or, you know, Hughes, you know, all these young goal scorers who are going to make, who made the jump, who are going to make the jump into the league, Um you know, if you got the shot, you got the speed, you got you got some skill deal, you're gonna you're gonna fit in just fine. You know. Um, it's a lot harder for a defenseman to adjust to the NHL than a forward. I think that's just what we've seen through the past couple of years, what we know from common knowledge. And it's gonna be you know, it'd be it's gonna be tough for Byron to to fit in right away if he makes the jump. I think it's it's just different out there. It's just, you know, getting used to NHL game speed, getting used getting used to the system. Um, you know, Byram is probably the best defenseman in, you know, his age group. But when you're going up, when you're going to the NHL and you're going to be playing teams like Winnipeg and um, Dallas and Nashville, you know, in your conference, and, you know, you're going to be playing, and then, you know, going up against teams like the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know, it's going to be different. It's going to be a lot different, and that's where it's harder for defensemen to adjust. You know, they need a lot of seasoning, they need a lot of work, a lot of mentoring. So that's where it can get to, it's going to get tough for defensemen. That's why, you know, we saw Yoki Haru go back down to the minors last year. You know, he was doing well. He started in the NHL and he was playing with Duncan Keith. And at the end of the year, him and Keith were their best defensive pairing. But the Blackhawks wanted to go more of the developmental route. And he worked on his game down in the minors. And um, I'm really excited to see what we got in store with Yoki Haru this season. He should be full-time. Um, the Blackhawks loved, you know, his work down there, and he got a chance to play at the juniors. He was in the world championship, so he's got he's got a lot of work under his belt already for, 
for a young kid, and I, th- I hope that it's all helped him out, and I hope that he's become a better player because of it. Because, you know, the Blackhawks here are ready to um, start unleashing some of these defensive prospects and getting them up to the NHL as soon as possible. Um, Yoki Haro's gonna Yoki Haro's made the jump and hopefully he's full time like next year, like I said. Um, Mitchell went back to school. Um, caught a lot of people off guard. I think he was ready. I think people expected him to make the jump. It sounded like he was ready to make the jump, but he decided to go back to school. Um, Adam Bolquist is with the London Knights. I think he could benefit against still a young kid. I think he could benefit for maybe one more year in the developmental systems. Um, Chad Cries made the jump. He's gonna he signed on. Um, uh, Gilbert made his debut last last season. He could be in the mix for some um, some playing time this upcoming season. So again, in the next couple of years, we're going to be seeing these defensive prospects. It's going to be um, an exciting time um, for these guys, and you hope that the Blackhawks can add veterans around them. You know, Keith and Seabrook have had better days, but again, like I, um, you know, when you look at the advanced analytics, I think Keith had a fine year last year, Seabrook not so much, and I think, you know, it's going to be, um, that's going to be Colleton's project, as long as Seabrook's with the Hawks on how to manage his minutes. I think he would benefit from minor, from smaller minutes, you know, on a third line, on a third pairing um, kind of situation. Maybe, you know, again, we wouldn't be surprised if he got scratched once in a while, um, I'm still a big fan of Seabrook. You know, we all as Hawks fans love Seabrook, and I think, you know, the reason, you know, he gets a lot thrown at him from the fan base is, you know, the contract hit. You know, that contract still stings. You know, at the time, it was a hefty contract, and, and now it just it looks even worse considering where he's at in his career, his skill level where it's at, and his impact. But, you know, there's nothing the Blackhawks can do about it right now. There's there's not going to be any takers for a contract that sizable of um, of, of a player his age and and what he's be able what he's been able to do the past couple of seasons has not been has not been phenomenal. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, Seabrook fits, fits into next year's lineup. He's going to be part of the pitcher. Again, I think he'd benefit from a third pairing, you know, um, controlled minutes and maybe some, you know, some nights off, but that's a conversation for a different day. Um, so also a part of this podcast, I got, um, some fan questions to answer. Um, first one from Dan Arcan. Are the Hawks looking to land Taylor Hall or the bread man, Artemi Panera in this off season? Um, of course, the Blackhawks would be, you know, in the running for Artemi Panarin. Panarin is really, you know, he, there's no way I, I don't see him going back to Columbus. I think he wants to play in a more major market. And seeing how Columbus um, did in the playoffs this season, I think that's a sign that, you know, again, it's another sign that he's going to be leaving. Um, you know, a Hawks reunion with, with, with Panarin would be, would be awesome. Again, it was it was a tough move back uh, a couple years ago to trade Panarin and get Saad back. You know, when you look at the figures, when you look at the types of players they are, you know, you can see why the Blackhawks made the move. Um, you know, knowing that Saad is a two-way forward, he was under team control for, for you know, 
he was under team control for a uh, a great price at a player like him. You know, the Blackhawks were going to end up paying Panarin, you know, somewhere north of, you know, eight nine million, considering his impact. And they went back and got Brand- they went out and got back Brandon Sod and. You know, right away it was a shock. You know, they found, you know, this was one of their own, Panarin. And, you know, they got, you know, they, you know, they, they sent him away. And, you know, he was, you know, a great linemate with Patrick Kane. And, you know, it just, again, it was just hard to see a player like him go. But, you know, when you look at the numbers, when you look at what side is, what Panarin is, you can see why the Blackhawks did the move. But again, that doesn't, you know, go against the fact of why the Blackhawks, Black you know, Blackhawks fans were upset about it. You know, I've always liked Brandon Side. I like, you know, he's a two-way forward. Um, you know, I've, I think that he's going to, I think, you know, he did well last season, especially, um, you know, on defense. Again, two-way forward. You know, there's a lot to say about Brandon Side. You know, he helped helped us win a cup and it was sad to see him go not knowing the Blackhawks were going to re-sign him and and shipped him out of town but when they got him back I knew we were losing Panarin but I was glad to get Saad back and you know now going into this offseason the Blackhawks have the cap space to sign Panarin um and his you know his demands of you know 10 and a half to 11 million a year but you know is that the smartest move you know it's you know that you're there's going to be a debate on that and you know the Blackhawks do are in need of another of a top six forward to go along with what they got right now and Taves, Kane, Debrinkat, Strom. You know they could use another another top six guy. You know no doubt about it. Um, I think the Blackhawks will be in the running. You know they'd be they'd be dumb not to be. But once Quenville landed the job in Florida, you know the the, the Panthers became their front runner for Panarin and you know you can you can know you can sense why knowing that um you know Quenville was there of course with Panarin and the Panthers could end up being the highest bidder but you know it's it's not going to be it's not going to be surprising at all if the Blackhawks are in the running for Panarin uh I just don't think that you know Panarin is going to want to come back after they shipped him out of town I don't know how you know the you know the the relationship stands there, probably not good. But, you know, um, for the Blackhawks, you know, you, you have Kane on your side if, you know, you want to go in, into the recruiting battle here. You know, Kane could really help get Panarin back here. Or, you know, this the relationship will not, you know, cannot be safe. Where, he, you know, Panarin's going to choose somewhere else to go. And I think it's, you know, I think Florida, like some have said, Florida's the front runner. And I think that's... You know, I think that that's where he might ultimately end up is Florida. But again, if he comes back to the Blackhawks, uh, there's going to be a lot of happy people, especially me. Um, next question from Robert Thornton. If we pick Bowen Byron, will the Hawks delve into defensive free agency? Um, you know, looking at this year's draft class for defensemen, it's really not um, um, a sexy one, to put it at that. Um, there, you know, we got, you know, there's Eric Carlson. Um, no one really knows what he's going to do yet. Um, is he going to go back to San Jose? Is he going to do a free agency tour? Um, there's guys like, you know, Carlson. Um, you know, let me look, let me look here. 
I know Carlson. Um, there's Jake Gardner. Yeah, so Carlson, uh, Gardner, uh, Tyler Myers, Alexander Edler, uh, Anton Strahlman, uh, Ron Hainsley. That rounds up, I'd say, your top guys is, you know, in this free agent class. So it's not, you know, any big names. Of course, Carlson's the biggest name. Um, you know, you have some other guys, you know, like uh, like Strawman or Gardner, uh, Edler, who are guys who could, you know, who could help you. I know the Blackhawks do need help on the, you know, in that category. And, you know, I think, and you know, adding someone like Gardner, um, with some offensive upside, you know, could help. Or, you know, do you bring in a guy like Myers or Edler or Strawman or, you know, Ben Lovejoy? You know, do you bring in, you know, another veteran who can, you know, help bring along some of the younger guys and, you know, just, you know. Again, I think a lot of it is not bringing back the same group. The Blackhawks right now, under con- you know, have, you know, six or seven guys under contract, you know, the same group of guys from the year before. And, you know, I, th- I don't think that's a recipe for success, knowing that of your knowing your success the last two years, um, you know, bringing in a different face. And again, we'll have the defensive prospects up pretty soon to be different faces. And hopefully they can become the new faces of the defenseman group. Um, but there, you know, there's some names out there. The Blackhawks can interest via trade. Um, one in particular, um, Ryan Murray from the Blue Jackets. He is a restricted free agent, and I think that's someone that the Blackhawks could possibly look at. Um, left shot defenseman, he's 25. Um, he's had some injury concerns, but I think when you're looking at young defensemen who the Blackhawks could bring in, I think he's one of those guys where the guys in free agency like Adler and, um, you know, Lovejoy are a little bit older. So I think the Blackhawks could do their due diligence there. Um, looking at Ryan Murray, or, you know, while I'm on this, um, while I'm on the topic of the Blue Jackets here, um, there are other RFAs, um, Adam Clendenning, Scott Harrington. I'd have to do more research on those guys. But, you know, they're 25, 26 years old, and the Blackhawks could possibly entertain some offer sheets there. Um, so again, I think knowing the past two years on defense, you know, bringing back the same group is not always the answer, even with Colleton's new system. Um, you know, they did play better. Um, eventually, you know, it was a rough start to Colleton's first couple weeks in Chicago, but, you know, we started to see improvements and I still think it, it would be better if they bring in some new faces. And I think everyone could agree on that. So yeah, um, Robert, even if they pick Byram, I think the Hawks still look to bring in somebody. You know, they could make, um, you know, a minor move or two. I think more of their focus will be on landing a guy like Panarin or Dezingle or, or Hayes. I think, you know, you gotta, you got to get another impact forward to fill those holes up there, um, especially if you go Byram. If you go Byram, then you gotta you got to find a forward to put into, you know, to bring in with, you know, the retool. you got to find a forward in free agency to add to the group. So that will be something to watch. I think that's going to be one of the big things to watch, Robert, is how much work the Blackhawks are going to do in free agency um, for defensemen. You know, do they 
Do they facilitate any trades? Are they going to roll with what they had last year? Do they bring in another guy? Do, you know, does, you know, Yoki, is Yoki Har going to be full-time? Um, is Gilbert going to have a bigger role? You know, you never know from, you know, the guys from minor leagues. So they really have a nice preseason and really, you know, put themselves into bigger roles and are, are we going to see more young guys um, than we maybe thought. But I think that's something um, to look at. Um, next question is from my guy, Yovani. Um, on Twitter, what would it take to build the Hawks to a championship contender again? Well, Yovani, that's that's a loaded question. Um, there's a lot of pieces that gotta fall into place. First off, you know you gotta hope that Jeremy Colleton's your guy. You gotta hope that he is, you know, he's gonna be your coach. Because if you know you keep having these coaching turnovers, it's not gonna be good for anybody. You know, second, you gotta hope that again with all this cap space that. You're able to land um, an impact forward or two this offseason and then be able to sign, you know, Stroman to Brinkett uh, next year, whether, you know, whether it's next year or one of, you know, or the Brinkett gets an extension this year. Um, but, you know, it's you got to be smart. You got to be smart with the money. I think, you know, Strom to Brinkett and Yoki Haru and say you draft, you know, a guy like Cousins or Ducati, those guys are. Your next young core. Those guys are the next guys who you hope to are going to be leaders for your next, you know, Stanley Cup run and next championship. Hopefully, so you got to be smart with the money. Um, you got to find guys that work, guys that fit. Um, so that's the next big thing. And then, Yovani, I think the biggest thing for the Hawks to be a contender again and win another championship is that that the defensive prospects work out. Um, you know, we we liked what we saw from Yoki Harvey last year. We hope he works out. And then you're going down the line of Bulquist, Mitchell, Badoon, Cries. You know, you got a lot of guys there, a lot of names, but not a lot of, you know, they haven't proved a lot. You know, it's a different ball game down there in the developmental leagues and the Western Hockey League and, you know, overseas and, you know, the AHL and in college. It's it's a different ball game, Giovanni. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing is if these guys can come up and make an impact right away, then you got, you know, you get the ball rolling, you got, you got, you got something figured out. You hit on your prospect, which is always good. But if these guys come up and they can't adjust, and you know maybe Yoki Haru's the only guy, and maybe you know, you know Mitchell or Boquist can be you know, you know part of the top six, but might not be a top four guy. Then you know you you'd probably be disappointed. But we hope that's not it. You know we hope that you know these guys come up, they can make they can make an impact, and. You know, you hope, you know, say the Blackhawks go by him, Giovanni. You know, you hope that down the road you have a defensive group consisting of Yoki Haru and Byram and Boquist and Mitchell. And then, you know, who knows? But, you know, you hope that you can have, you can find, and you can work with, you can develop another, you know, Keith and Seabrook. That's the goal here with all this investment in, de- in defensive prospects these past few years is hoping that you can find your next Keith, your next Seabrook, your next Jalmerson that, you know, can be the stronghold of your team to go along with um, your scorers and Kane, DeBrinkat, Strom, Taze, um, Saad. You know, are you, if you get, you know, Cozens, if, if the guys in the system work out, like uh, Kurashev and, and Barat and Mackenzie Atwistle, and, um, you know, uh, Philip 
uh, Kubelik, you know, all these guys, all these scores they have in the in the system, and you know the guys they've signed on for this year, and all these young prospects. You know, the Blackhawks, they have a really, you know, they have a nice prospect pipeline. I think they got a lot of guys, especially on defense, but they have some forwards that, you know, have have gra- have grabbed some eyes of some people, and and also we haven't touched on it at all, but. They got a couple goalies in the system that, um, you know, are going to fight out when once Corey Crawford leaves, whether he lives out his contract or he gets extended. That's a conversation for a different day. But, you know, they got some goalies in Delia and uh, Lankinen and Gravel and Gravel and uh, Nalimov. He might be looking to sign soon with the Hawks. So, um, but again. You'll find, like I've said, it's a different ball game. You know, these prospects, you hope that they, they excel. They're some of the best players in their current leagues. And then they can make that transition to the NHL because then if, all, if you know, you get a good group of guys that work out, you got your next core and you got, you know, your hope. And then you got your next core and then you're hoping that these guys can lead you to more championships. So it's going to be an exciting few seasons, next few seasons for the Hawks, knowing that we have um, a good amount of defensive prospects coming up. Um, you got guys like Kubalak and Kubrashev and, and Entwistle and, you know, um, Barat. You know, you got some prospects um, for forward-wise that you can look forward to, maybe you know, coming here soon. And then, again, this free agency. You know, I'm really excited for free agency. I'm really excited for the draft. Again, the draft, we the list is narrowed down to six players. Uh, to recap, um Tricotti, Byram, Zegras, Caulfield, Cozens, and then the six is a toss-up between Podkolzin and Doc. That's um, the predicted six. That's probably that is probably the six we you know you you think right away. These are the probably the top six guys for the number three pick. So that's who the Blackhawks are going to have to to figure out over the next few weeks. Here is is who's their guy and who they believe is going to be the best. Again, I still don't know who I want. A lot of Hawks fans are still debating who they want. But it's going to be it's going to be a fun draft. It's going to be an interesting offseason. The Blackhawks have some money to spend. Um, apparently, there's already a rumor I saw that they have met with Hayes, and they're already getting the ball rolling there. Um, I you know Panarin would be would be fun to bring back. Um, Ryan Dezingle. Um, would be another uh, would be another top six forward option. So we got a lot of Blackhawks stuff coming up in the next weeks and months here, and we'll see how um, it all works out. The NHL draft is June twenty first and the twenty second. Free agency kicks off on July first. That will do it for this edition of the Winnie City Chronicle podcast. I'm your host Thomas Gibbons. Thanks for listening.